thank you so much for listening to yet another awesome self-care episode of Guidance with Grace. Um, This week we are talking about environmental wellness and specifically talking about what our rooms do for our energy, our mood, um, how they really impact us. I think a lot of the times we think of environmental wellness as I like a reduce, reuse, recycle thing, you know, kind of saving the planet, which is fine. And we can have another discussion on that. But today I'm actually sitting with Caroline Gregoire. I'm the practicum coordinator for social and human services. You go to Jory's class, which we had her on a couple episodes ago, and you speak with her class. Um, But you have a very interesting perspective on environmental wellness. You're a feng shui consultant. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? And if you don't mind kind of talking about maybe how you ended up there. Sure. I'm a social worker, and that's been my career path. I was always really curious and sensitive to the physical setting where clients would come for for help. I was aware of how I was being impacted by the space and became increasingly aware of how the clients were experiencing the space. If it was a space that, you know, was really good at communicating what could happen there with a lot of hope and confidence and respect and, and kind of a welcoming energy, then I felt like the clients from the very beginning felt like they were someplace where they really were going to get the help that they needed. There were other physical settings where I worked where it was very dilapidated, um, couches, you know, directly on the floor, stained, um, not a lot of wall art, not a lot of signs or anything that would really communicate what was going to happen in that space. Mm -hmm. And you know, clients tended to come in with, you know, some anxiety and and concern about having to be revealing, you know, to what their problem was. And if that was what they were welcomed with, it wouldn't have done anything to allay those fears and those concerns. Right. So that first impression really does make a difference. From there, um, I just happened to be in a bookstore one day in Kansas City. That's where I'm from. And I overheard this conversation between the clerk and a customer, and they were talking about feng shui, and I had this immediate reaction to it. And I mean, I can almost feel it now. You know, it's when your body just kind of tingles and you realize yeah. that, you know, this is really something important and I should pay attention to it. Um, shortly after that, we moved to Ohio, and I started taking classes and workshops on feng shui and then landed with the Ohio Design Company, and they were offering a professional feng shui consultation program, and so I graduated from that in 99. And from there, even though I've maintained my social work career, I've continued to use feng shui as a way to help understand what's going on in physical space, and I've done home consultations and workshops and classes. So I, I really feel like I've integrated it into the work that I've done as a social worker. Yeah, if you don't mind if I ask, what do you think your favorite, I guess you could call it project, was? What was the situation and how do you think you impacted those people's lives? You know, it's interesting that you would would ask that. Uh, For a while I was working at a community-based mental health center and I had a young girl come in grade school age and she was recently diagnosed with diabetes and having a really hard time going to sleep at night for concern that something bad would happen to her 
while she slept. Mm. And her mother was um, interested in traditional help, but also complementary help. And after I did, you know, kind of a traditional assessment to make sure that everybody was doing everything possible medically to ensure her safety at night, then um, I asked the mother if we could maybe kind of take a look at what was going on in her space, in her bedroom. And come to find out it was kind of cluttered and had a lot of stuff going on, very busy, a lot of stuff under the bed. And we know kids don't necessarily, you know, <laughs> feel real <laughs> safe about what's going on Everything under the bed. Everything goes under there. You shove all kinds of things and then those things turn into monsters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did a lot of work with just, you know, clearing the space so that it was more kind of lean and just had those things that, that she felt supported and, and joyful about. And then also, um, the little girl was very interested in angels. And mm. so the mother found a really beautiful picture of an angel and placed it at the head of her bed. And then we did a lot of work around, the, you know, the, the angel and that Carrying energy. that through the room. Through the room oh. and especially at night. Yeah. And... Uh, she did do better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's such a sweet little story. Thanks for sharing. Sure. I, I love that. And I bet you have a ton of those. Um, and I think if we can all figure out a way to make that happen for our environments, mm-hmm. uh, I think it would have a such a great positive impact on how productive we could be, um, how we feel we're going throughout the day, you know, some people, you know, how's your day? You might have a more energetic response if your environment that you're in is better. Uh, I instantly thought of my, of course, my tiny little office, um, which guys, if uh, those of you who are listening, I asked Carolyn about what she thought about my tiny little office. And if you've been in our little office, Don and I share a closet-like space, very narrow, skinny little room. And I was happy to hear Caroline say that at least our walls have this nice color. And we do have some lamps, which Jory complimented our salt lamps. There were more on at the time. Uh, Dawn has one on her desk in the corner. Um, But at least the lighting um, and the color of the wall have helped the small space be a little bit brighter. And... Um, but yeah, I thought of my workspace. I thought of my car. Uh, so many people have dirty, (laughs) dirty cars filled with trash. I try my best to keep it clean and empty, not really like extra stuff because it's a small space. And I also thought about my apartment, my tiny little apartment. And, um, and you have a very cool, um, way to approach decluttering your space. I think we all have clutter. Everybody's clutter is a little different. So what what approach do you have to kind of creating that better environment on the clutter end sure. of the spectrum? I think it's important to realize that when it comes to our relationship with our space, especially our home, because that should be a haven for us where we feel safe and comfortable and supported. Mm-hmm that we really do have an energetic relationship with our stuff. Mm -hmm. We also have an energetic relationship with just the basic bones and structure of the home, which we don't have a whole lot of 
control over, mm -hmm. but we do have control over our stuff. Mm -hmm. And we accumulate stuff. Sometimes it's, it's things that we have purchased ourselves. It could be a gift from somebody. It could be an heirloom. Mm -hmm. And by the time we reach a certain age, we can just have this accumulation of things. It can get out of hand. It can get out of hand. I notice after Christmas, at holiday time, I end up with so much stuff. And I'm about to tell everybody to not buy me anything because <laughs> it drives me nuts about how many things I have. Yeah. Yes. So how, how do you manage that? Well, there are natural times in our life when we go through our stuff. It can be a move. It can be some other you know, significant passage or transition that we're going through. But you can declutter at any time. And I would say that when you walk into a space, whether it's a room or the home itself, and you're not feeling good about it, that one of the things that you could do is, is really take a look at what's going on in that space, what's in there. Mm -hmm. And there's certain questions that you can ask. I mean, you can be looking at an item and decide whether you love it or you like it or if you don't like it. And if you don't like it, that's really a time to think about maybe it's okay to let it go. Because we want our home to to speak to us joyfully. We want it to support us in what we're currently doing in our life and what we might be wanting to do in the next six months to a year. So it's very present-oriented. And if we don't respond positively to something, uh, that is a perhaps a reason to let it go. Yeah, that reminds me of, we were talking earlier before we started recording about Marie Kondo and whether it really does bring you joy, whether it sparks joy or not. And I did a little bit of that recently with my move mm -hmm. from a bigger apartment to a smaller apartment. And it definitely helped. I thought about, you know, have I used this? Do I really like it? Do I find any reason, you know, why am I keeping this? And I was able to get rid of actually a significant amount of things, including a lot of clothes. I have so many t-shirts <laughs> and I just didn't need them. Right. Well, I think, you know, when you, when you talked about, do I need it? Um, that can be, um, not tricky, but it can be a challenge. Oh yeah. We have in our home four skillets. Okay. There's two skillets that I use a lot to cook. We have an electric skillet that my husband purchased. He doesn't cook. I can't get rid of it because <laughs> he thinks he needs it. So it's kind of, you know, oh hidden yeah. away. And then, but the one that I want to focus on is this skillet that my mother used to do a lot of the cooking when I was growing up. Okay. Spaghetti, roast, all kinds of things in this skillet. Oh, is it like a cast iron? No, I don't even okay. know what it is. It's not a Teflon or anything like that. It's just this, Interesting. this wonderful round skillet. It doesn't have a handle. And actually, oh. things that are broken are not good feng shui because that's part of the energy is that it's broken. However, I love this skillet. Okay. And I love it because of the positive association I have with my mother and my growing up. And so that's another thing to think about is what's the association that I have with this. Yeah. And so for me, even though I don't need it, okay, but I'm not going to get rid of it and it's in my kitchen because it reminds me of my mom 
And so I love it, and that's the, every time I see it, I am reminded of her, and that's a wonderful feeling for me. So it really, almost any question you can ask, it, it comes back to how do I, how am I responding to it? That's a great perspective. Yeah. What do you say to the person who is like, I love all of my things, <laughs> and they feel like they're happy when they have a positive association with a lot of things? Mm -hmm. what, what do you suggest for that? Well, if you go deeper into feng shui, not only are you trying to clear the space of things that really don't need to be in there, the other thing that you're kind of taking a look at is what's the function of that space? Because sometimes what we have in that space is running counter to the function of it. So that's another way you can take a look at what you got going on in there. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, maybe a, an example of that would be, let's say it's a bedroom. Let's say it's a single person and they're, they're wanting to find a partner. You know, that's, that's an important life goal they have. And if you look at what's, what's in their space, they have maybe just one um, nightstand with just one lamp, or they have a lot of wall art that just shows, you know, kind of like solitary kinds of activity. Mm. Well, if you think about the energy that, that that's promoting, it's promoting single. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, in this case, you'd be adding something, you know, maybe another nightstand, you'd have lamps that were similar or the same, um, art that showed, you know, um, some kind of activity with another person. So what is in that space also impacts, you know, life goals and the function of that particular room. That's a really good perspective. So you said you had some other questions for people to ask. Did we cover the other ones? Well, I mentioned briefly about the broken. You know, yeah. sometimes, especially if we have good storage, like a basement or maybe a lot of closets or we have access to an attic, Sometimes, especially if it's a gift or it's an heirloom and we feel bad about letting it go, but it's not working anymore, um, that energy is just kind of stagnant. Um, it's dead energy and it's, you know, kind of vibing that out into the space. So if you're not willing to fix it pretty soon, mm. then I would say you really need to think about letting it go. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, since we're talking about environmental wellness in, in, in a large way around recycling and, you know, single-use plastic, you know, reduction and things like that, that really comes into play, too, with feng shui when you're decluttering and what are you going to do with the things that you decided you no longer need. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not just a matter of putting them in the trash. I mean, some things maybe that is what you have to do with them, but we need to be respectful with how we release those things that we no longer want in our home. Mm -hmm. And it could be regifting, could be recycling. Um, if you're not quite ready to let it go, you know, being mindful and purposeful about where you put it so that, you know, whatever its energy is, isn't going to have too much of an influence in the space. Mm -hmm. I know I did a lot of donating. And donating, thank you. I forgot yeah. to mention that. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that is kind of like a positive send-off. And someone's going to not just be able to use it, but maybe be able to kind of cherish it. 
depending on what they need and what it's going to serve, what purpose it's going to serve, instead of just sitting in a landfill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it definitely serves a purpose for folks that don't have a lot of resources, mm-hmm. you know, to outfit their homes. But it's also, I think, for anybody who does a lot of thrifting, um, and there's probably a couple of different schools of thought about it from a feng shui perspective, but, but my my perspective is that when I get things that were in somebody else's home, I see that as a positive, mm-hmm. you know, and it, if as long as it feels good, I mean, I'll avoid it if it doesn't feel good, but if it feels good, then I kind of like having those things in my home as well. I almost feel like I'm carrying on whatever the tradition was where it used to be. Yeah, finishing the story. Exactly. Yeah. Letting its history or her story continue. Yeah. I love that. Those were all really good thoughts and things for people to think think about in a less overwhelming way. Uh, I think it simplified it when things seem way more complicated. It's, you know, just a couple things to think about when you're, you know, you want to come home to a place that feels good and that having too many things in your home can definitely um, I think do the opposite and I definitely feel uh, I was evaluating my space kind of just in my head mentally just now and I do it, it feels good to come home and I don't think it felt like that before when I was in my other apartment now, having moved to a smaller place, I got rid of a lot of things, th- duplicates of things that I just didn't really have a connection with or um, kind of just didn't really have a use for. And they were just sitting there. I had so many sheet pants. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't need them. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how often was I using all of them at once? Correct. one of the thoughts that I came to mind. So anyway, uh, thank you so much. I think this was very productive. Oh, I have some, you. some good ideas going on now about what I can do with maybe my tiny little office. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a good start going here with your office. Yeah, we're, we're working on it slowly but surely. So, Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, it was fun. Uh, so, Caroline, if you have any questions for her, uh, where, where are you at if people are thinking about stopping by and asking a question? Oh, sure. And you're very welcome to do that. I'm in Union Hall, room 231. Cool. And College Recreation and Wellness, we are in Delaware Hall, 083. If you have any questions about anything at all, um, we'll maybe we'll be looking to reevaluate our feng shui down here. <laughs> it's an interesting little space for those of you who have been down here. Thank you so much for listening. I am uh, I am not Caroline. I am Grace. <laughs> and this is Caroline. Uh, we will see you guys next week.